0: Hello, Kyle. This is Funk Radio, and for the next 40 40 to 45 minutes, we will be completely silent. Not really. Um,
1: (laughs) I was wondering how long we were going to just leave it like that. Well, Uh, I
0: figure you could could edit in about another five minutes of nothing, uh, so. Unless you just want like five minutes of... (sighs) you know (laughs) Uh, ironically
1: the episode hours of heavy breathing the episode where we don't talk would probably be the (laughs) the the highest listened to episode exactly
0: it's just it's like when you go on youtube and you have those uh those videos where it's like 10 hours of the macarena or whatever Mm -hmm. it's it's just five hours of heavy breathing
1: that sounds terrible well you just call it um asmr and uh Oh, there you you go. You'll be good.
0: (laughs) This Uh, is Funk Radio. Am I making you tingly? (laughs) I'm probably going to go to jail for this. (laughs) Oh,
1: God. Hello, and welcome to Funk Radio.
0: I just learned about... Yeah, hi, by the way. My name's Kyle.
1: And I'm Peter. What did you just Um, learn?
0: I just learned about ASMR, like, a couple of weeks ago, Uh. I've heard the acronym before, but I never really knew what the hell it was, and then I found out it's just people whispering into microphones and crinkling, crinkling, crinkling things, and somehow that makes people horny? Hmm. Th- is that what it is?
1: I, something like, so I, it's very similar for me, like I've heard it before, and I only vaguely know what it is, I tried to figure out more recently what it actually means. And what you said is basically true. I don't know whether <laughs> making people horny is the only
0: is the ultimate result goal.
1: of that, but um, anyway, we are not ASMR. Um, no. We're, we're just terrible w- and loud.
0: I was going to say, I wish my voice could make people tingly. It probably just makes them run and scream.
1: <laughs> I think just funk radio in general does that. Touché. Well, we've been spending about two minutes berating ourselves without actually talking about anything. Um, hello. That's all of
0: our openers. Uh, hello, yeah. I hinted at it a little bit at the beginning. That's true.
1: You, you did say something relevant.
0: Um, so, what are we not talking about today, Peter? So,
1: there's this phenomenon that I, I've i not really personally come across in my own listening experiences. And honest to God, I'm trying to remember how this topic came to mind. But basically, there's a phenomenon of musical artists or composers, whoever, this has gone on for a long time, um, where they have a song, quote unquote, but it's literally just silence. You know, that that's great and all if it's an obscure thing, but it's actually really common, at least as far as like the list of songs that do this. So that kind of blew my mind and I wanted to talk about a little bit of the history of it, but, um, maybe also like reasons why different artists have decided to include blank tracks basically, um, and their albums. And then a few interesting, uh, times in the recent years that this has kind of hit the news in various ways. Um, before we begin, uh, is this something that you've ever encountered before Kyle? um,
0: not to my knowledge. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where, like, if I did, I probably didn't notice it because I haven't bought an actual CD in a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of the records that I've listened to have this, but who knows. Um, since most of the stuff I listen to now through streaming is, like, kind of piecemeal, I wouldn't imagine I would just be stumbling across a the- silent song in my in my shuffle play that's a good um, point
1: actually the way the way that we listen to music today i guess actually can contribute to maybe not coming across that yeah. in a way that you normally would with older ways
0: i i was gonna say i feel like this kind of thing would probably be more prevalent back in the heyday of like records and stuff because often at least that i have known uh when a record gets towards the end of, say, like, one side, you know, you have to flip it over or whatever, mm-hmm. sometimes there's, like, a little bit of space of, like, no sound t- until it gets to the middle part where it starts thumping and you have to turn it over. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe artists just put in gaps of silence in there and then they call them a song, I don't know, maybe as a joke.
1: Yeah, but. you know, actually, with you saying that, uh, let me go to getyourfunk.com, because um, for real, I need to look up um what was that episode we did on what was it hidden tracks i think
0: i oh yeah which is Uh
1: similar to what you were just describing where like the record would end and it'd be silent and then there actually would be something there that isn't listed on yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah. so uh that was episode 158 listeners um and that was probably one of my favorite ones that we've ever done actually wow that was that That long
0: ago holy crap
1: yeah june of 2016 so almost three years ago Anyway, yeah, that's a completely different topic, and we're not going to get into that. Um, But um, what you just mentioned, you know, is is a possible (laughs) um, treatment of how a band might say, well, you know, we ended up with two minutes of blank at the end of this disc. Let's call it a song and have it be a joke. Um, Mm -hmm. From what I can tell, sometimes it's used as a joke. Other times it's for more symbolic reasons or reasons that are more open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll, we'll get into that um, in a little bit. So not to use Wikipedia as our only source, which I didn't, but if you go to Wikipedia and you look at the article for list of silent musical compositions, they have this huge list of songs from people of all genres across, you know, several, several decades. Mm -hmm. The, it says that list is not comprehensive, and that list has 75 songs on it. I never would have guessed there were nearly that many silent songs in existence, which is kind of why I wanted to talk about this, is because, like, why is it so common? So, from what I can tell, the first known appearance of a silent song was by French composer Alphonse L'Adley, uh or however you would say it, uh, in 1884. Um, the translation. There's a couple different English translations, but we'll call it "Funeral March Composed for the Funeral of a Great Deaf Man." Um, quite a lengthy title. Um, yes. So it was. Uh, he composed it in 1884, a long ass time ago. It's finally published a few years later in 1897. Um, in his own words, he said, "This funeral r- march was inspired by the principle accepted by everyone that great pain is silent." the performers must concern themselves solely with counting the measures instead of indulging in that unseemly din which robs the best funerals of their noble character. Um,
0: in okay. late... Go ahead. Really really quick interjection. Uh, the part where it says that it was published. Now, I assume back then when they published songs, they actually published the notes or the sheet music yes. of those songs. So did this guy just hand out a bunch of blank sheets of sheet music paper?
1: There's um Oh shit. Let me uh let me actually find you let me send you a picture of that really quick. Um that's essentially what it is. That's amazing. Um
0: kinda genius.
1: Okay, I found it. I'm gonna send you this. Um so this was published in eighteen ninety seven, and yeah, it's just a sheet music with white <laughs> no notes
0: on it. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So that was a thing, and that was, you know, well over 100 years ago that the first uh, occurrence of this happened. Um, I I read that quote by him, which is a lot of fancy words, uh, basically saying that, you know, uh, in a funeral setting, you know, there's often talking, there's often music and stuff, but that kind of distracts from the pain that people feel at a funeral. Whereas if you were to really feel like the visceral reality of that situation, silence would be the most unobtrusive way to experience. It's that.
0: almost it's almost like a musical moment of silence, like they do for certain people.
1: Yeah, exactly. So neat. So that that's that was his reasoning for that, and you know whether or not it was a joke, um, you know I I don't. Um, have enough knowledge of this specific guy and you know his 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 work, but um, I I think it might have been at least partially a joke. I mean, <laughs> just looking at the sheet music itself is pretty hilarious, um, with the fact that there's nothing there. But nonetheless, it was an in- interesting reasoning for it, and um, it was the first one, of, you know, long ass time ago. The the one that I, from what I can tell, the best known example of a silent song, um, <laughs> with the understanding that they aren't really that well known in general, um, is a check called uh, Four Minutes Thirty Three Seconds," composed by John Cage in 1952. He uh, he had given a lecture at a college. It'll uh, he was basically describing the concept of having a, a silent song, and he said, "quote." It will be three or, three or four and a half minutes long, those being the standard lengths of canned music. It will open with a single idea which I attempt to make as seductive as the color and shape and fragrance of, of a flower, the ending which will approach imperceptibly. <laughs> um, again, using very flowery language, no pun intended, uh, to describe basically just silence. But his idea with this was that it was the same length as your general pop song, which are usually you know between three and a half and four and a half minutes long. But uh, the idea was with this particular one was um, the comp- the sound of the composition is whatever you hear when the instruments are not playing, if that makes any sense. So if you're at a concert hall and, you know, there's a regular concert going on and then you get to this song, the band isn't playing anything for four and a half minutes. Whatever you say, hear there, that's what the, song, the sound of the song is.
0: What What if you just hear something, like, terrible, like, you you're, you, think you're listening to music and it's super silent, and then you just hear, like, a guy next to you just rip one?
1: Then that would be the sound of 4 minutes 33 seconds, I guess. That
0: would be the worst song ever.
1: Yeah, some things are worse than silence. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, I, this one was, you know, in the, in the being in the early 50s, I think, uh, you know, word of this idea kind of spread a bit more than it would have in the 1800s um so among people who keep track of silent songs i guess this is more of the one of the more better known ones
0: i think i think we should play a little clip of it
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna get
0: uh slapped with the copyright exactly by all 75 yeah exactly. songs. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, obviously, we're not going to, I mean, in reality, we're not going to play clips because all these are silent. Um, But just going, uh, if you want to go into that Wikipedia link really quick, Kyle. Yep. um, And look at that list. um, I think by the titles of some of these, you can actually kind of tell a little bit of
0: the the reasoning
1: behind some of them. Um,
0: The Ballad of Richard Nixon. That's pretty funny. My favorite that I've seen so far is "I Predict Some Quiet" by the Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> um, I assume that's in a reference to "I Predict a Riot" by the Ramones.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: Hmm. I think that's the Ramones. Uh, I've heard of a lot of these bands. That's the funny thing is, yeah, like how I've never come across any of these songs despite knowing a lot of these bands. Yeah, that th- that's another
1: interesting thing about it is that it's not only it's, that there's a lot of obscure or just like no name people on here, but there's also you know, several that I've heard of as, of, as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, pure Digital Silence by the Melvins. Uh, silence by Korn. Uh, silence by Knife Party.
1: Uh, yeah, there's at least there's six or seven on here just called Silence. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: there's a Riot going on by Sly Stone. Uh, the Ten Coolest Things About New Jersey. <laughs> Poor New Jerseyans. They're the armpit of America.
1: That's interesting. So the All-American Rejects have one called Blank, and they also have one called Non-Musical Silence. So they've apparently done it at least twice. Um, huh. I notice there's a note here that says, track three accidentally released on as a promotional single on Taylor Swift's album, 1989. Nice. Um, it was eight seconds of silence, and it topped the iTunes chart in Canada.
0: I can dig it. (laughs) I wonder if, and this is just me hypothesizing, I wonder if a lot of the reason that some of these bands do these silent songs is because uh, often when they're uh, contracted to make a record by the record label, uh, sometimes those record labels will have like, okay, you know, you need to make uh, an album with 10 tracks, or you need to make an album that's at least 40 minutes long, or whatever. Mm. Sometimes they'll put these kind of constraints on them. And I wonder if they just do this kind of shit to get around those. It's like, Oh, you wanted 10 songs well, we only came up with nine. Here's a song about silence.
1: That's solely something I can imagine like a punk band doing with some, you know, trying to stick it to the man being like, okay, fuck you. Here's a right? 10 minute blanks track. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's definitely no shortage of examples of these of varying lengths, obviously. Um, there's even examples where entire albums um, are useless. There's one called "Listen Slash Closely" by Miniature Tokyo, which features two silent tracks totaling over forty five minutes. I um,
0: would love I would love a vinyl that's just silent that just has no grooves in it. So it's just that support. would actually be that would actually be kind of fun.
1: That's funny. Um, I guess the There's Brett Black in twenty ten released an album called "Silent Tracks." Of various useful lengths uh which was the first it was eight tracks of silence first completely silent album to be commercially available through itunes so that's Ugh. fun um another kind that of amusing fun. amusing one a whole blank album called the wit and wisdom of ronald reagan
0: um <laughs> a lot of these seem political
1: yeah um, there's also one called sleepify by uh wolfpack but we're gonna talk about that uh shortly
0: haven't um, we talked about them before why does that sound familiar
1: I don't know if we have.
0: I swear we've talked about them before. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. I think we have. Let me go to the site.
1: So, you know, as we've seen, there there are a number of different reasons that people could use it. Something that was probably the most interesting to me in this whole research was finding a couple of headlines from recent years that uh, brings this phenomenon to the public attention, but for specific reasons that are fairly interesting. So a couple years ago in 2017, Engadget reported that um, a silent 10-minute track uh, was gaining popularity on the iTunes charts. I didn't know that was a thing, but it is. Basically, with this particular song, um, people basically figured out this is a good way to get around the iPhone's uh, default behavior. And I don't have an iPhone, so I didn't know this was a thing. But I guess when you plug in an iPhone to a car stereo, iTunes, at least at the time, I don't know if it still does this, iTunes was known for starting by playing the very first song alphabetically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, you know, you could choose to shuffle or cue up songs in any way you want. But it's always going to start by playing that first alphabetically alphabetical song. Um, and so <laughs> people figured out that there was a blank song um, called A-A-A-A-A Very Good Song, which <laughs> would basically put it at the very top alphabetically. Mm-hmm. Um, ten Minutes of Silence, released by a guy named Samir Mazrahi. I'm going to butcher that name completely. But the point of this was that people, basically when they plugged in their phone, they had this moment of silence where they could queue up whatever songs they wanted without always having to hear that first song every time. If it's that makes
0: smart. any sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it does.
1: That trend caught on, and for that reason, the song got over 12,000 likes in less than a day and hit number 67 on the iTunes charts. There was speculation at the time whether Apple would remove the song because of you know whatever guidelines they have. Um, but I actually checked. As of the time that I researched this within the last week or so, I did check, and it actually still is there. Um, so they didn't nice. take it down. Um, so this is an interesting thing where the reasoning for the blank track was specifically to as basically a technical workaround mm-hmm. for Apple products, which is that's uh, pretty yeah pretty, that's pretty ingenious. Yeah. Uh, did you find anything on Wolfpack by the way?
0: Or? I did not, but I feel like we may have mentioned them in passing at a, in a episode when we were talking about music royalties in the digital age because i Mm. i want to say the thing that you're about to talk Uh about i may have mentioned just a a little snippet of you might have yeah obviously not in depth but yeah spoiler Uh, alert spoiler
1: so the other the other thing from a, a few more years ago this was back in 2014 still fairly recent uh the verge reported that wolfpack uh released a completely silent album on spotify which I previously mentioned was called Sleepify, um, and it earned twenty thousand dollars in royalties. Amazing. So I've noticed. Uh, I was trying to do a little bit more research on this today, actually, about like what Spotify pays out for each stream, because mm-hmm. we know it's like a fraction of a penny. Um, but I've seen numbers anywhere from you know point zero zero three dollars to point zero zero eight. This article claimed that Spotify pays out point zero zero seven dollars. Uh, what fraction of, is that 70% of a penny? Yes. I guess it is. Yeah. So basically a really tiny ass amount, especially if you don't get millions of streams, you know, you're basically mm-hmm. not going to make any money from Spotify. And we've talked about that at length before. Um, but Wolfpack basically said, okay, we're going to, we're going to exploit this. So they decided they're going to fund their 2014 tour by doing this. So in March of that year, they released this blank album called Sleepify, which had 10 30-second tracks of silence, and they asked their fans, hey, stream this album on loop at night while you sleep, which, you know, since it's silent, it doesn't affect anyone's ability to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, this ended up earning $20,000 royalties uh, because of the number of times it played. Spotify actually asked them to remove the album, um, saying that it violated their terms of content, and I believe it's not there anymore. I think I checked. Oh, a few months after that, in August, um, they announced that they were going to have an admission-free Sleepify tour in the U.S. And as promised, the profits they earned from that stunt um, were used for the tour, which they didn't charge any, you know, for any tickets. And mm-hmm. the areas that they performed at were mapped around areas that streamed the album the most, which I found oh, th- kind of cool.
0: That is a kind of interesting, because they're basically getting data back from uh, Spotify to kind of show where their fans are
1: yeah exactly that's really Um, interesting so that's pretty cool that they all for one they didn't charge but also they did it more so toward people who actually did it a lot so that's a pretty cool idea
0: i really hope they sold blank cd albums at the concert (laughs)
1: um honestly they probably did i actually don't know so that's a that's a really interesting i I guess in a way again this is a, a basically a workaround, and a a loophole, if you will, in the music streaming system, which, you know, unless you're, like, on the top, you're not going to make any money from it. But basically they said, well, (laughs) we're going to find a way. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's the reason that that entire blank album exists. Interestingly, about a year after all of this happened, um, the band founder, Jack Stratton, wrote an article where he analyzed... Spotify's royalty structure and basically proposed a more equitable model. I spent like more time than I'm willing to admit basically trying to figure out like an easy way to explain the difference between the two um, because they are different, but I don't have like an it's hard to do like a apples to apples comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically in in the real life Spotify model, model of royalties they calculate a 70-30 split of revenue with 70% going to the artist's um, based on the total number of streams across the platform. So basically, they said, okay, this year we got, you know, 30 million streams. Um, we made, you know, $80 million. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks like Bruno Mars was 20% of our streams. So he gets 20% of the profits. And no name banned, you know, <laughs> at a fraction There's, of a percent of the yeah, streams. So they get the yeah. equal amount. So in that way, it's, you know, it, it, it makes sense that yeah. the people who are played more get more of the profits. Obviously, like that should happen. Mm-hmm. Um But basically what he proposed was instead of the 30 the 70-30 split consolidating everybody's money and everybody's streams, mm-hmm. it's calculated per paid subscription what that what those people listen to. And this is the part of where I was trying to like come up with an easy way to explain it. But basically Spotify. I think we've actually talked about this. So Spotify loses like hundreds of millions of dollars a year yeah. because, you know, so many people use it for free. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're talking about revenue, really that's only coming from the people who are, have paid subscriptions. So if you mm-hmm. only look at those people proportionally for each, like if you looked at um, at me, for example, if I was paying for Spotify, if, you know, 100% of my listening was Wolfpack, then they would get all all money that I had paid to Spotify. That all goes to them. Mm-hmm. If if half of what I listen to is Volpec, then they would get half of what I spent. Um, so basically, this is not based on total streams across the board. This is really based on uh, proportional listening from people who are paying for the service. Mm-hmm. Um, and he his article that he wrote goes into like the actual math and figures out. Um, let me actually look at it really quick. Basically, in the example that he gave, he got paid uh, that basically that point zero zero seven number. But if it was calculated this other way that I just described, it would be two cents per person, mm-hmm. which is like I don't know, was that five times mm-hmm. um, what it was? So in it's a little bit more complicated to describe, you know, like how it works. But it, I think it's also basically compensating artists much more proportionally for how much. They're listened to, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, and it's it's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know if that entirely made sense, but um, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it is is more equitable for the artists because then, you know, they're getting direct monetary support, sort of, from their fans. Right. Uh, And someone like me who doesn't use Spotify as much, but I do have a paid subscription, you know, Mm If I listen to one song in a month because I had a busy month, that person gets ten bucks.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's that's exactly right.
0: Or seven bucks or however they decide to split it.
1: Even though that one stream out of the entire total of Spotify is, you know, nothing. Yeah. Um and in the current model, they would get basically paid nothing for that stream. But in yeah. this other model, yes, it would get paid that. So yeah, I mean that that's kind of a whole like tangent topic I guess but um, mm-hmm. really it, it stemmed from them creating this blank album so it's pretty cool in it's own right for that reason
0: mm-hmm.
1: so those are the ones that I kind of researched in depth there may be other examples where <laughs> a blank song or a blank album made headlines for one reason or another but uh, yeah it's. Uh, I don't know how much, mo- much else we can say about it um, about this whole idea of the silent songs or whether you could really call them a song or a composition at all?
0: Yeah, that's a um, that's a whole philo- philosophical topic for another day. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that that's for uh, part two of this, which is forty five minutes of silence.
0: Is is quiet a song? If if a funk radio song is uh, not listened to by anybody, does it make a sound? <laughs> <Or> if a <laughs> funk radio episode, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You, you know, know it's I
1: mean. funny you say that. I think, you, wow, that's, that's bring back a memory. I don't know if it's still on there, but like years ago, on our Facebook page, I made like a page banner that said something like, if no one listens to our shit, does it matter? <laughs> or Basically, it was something very similar to that. It was basically me being mad that nobody listens. And and I don't know if it's still on there anymore, but
0: um. it should be. That's amazing. So yeah, no, um, we hope you enjoyed the samples of the silent songs we played today. We played one second of each all seventy-five songs interspersed throughout our um, episode in the areas between us talking. They were actually playing in the background during this whole episode. <laughs> yes, it was. It's our it's our background music. Exactly, perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, if you enjoy the sound of silence. Um, you can not listen to us at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Uh, If you enjoy more silence, you can not listen to all of our episodes at our website, getyourfunk.com. We also have a tip jar where you can silently not give us money.
1: As you've already been doing.
0: (laughs) As you've been doing for the last five years. Uh
1: Oh, God. (laughs) We are terrible at business. Yes. Uh, We're also terrible at ending an episode, listeners. Uh, Um, We're going to let you go, but we hope you learned something. And if you didn't, then, well, maybe you'll learn something next time
0: on Funk Radio. Bye, we love you.